0: Welcome to today's episode of Tales to Admonish with your man Tommy Boy and your boy Art. We're gonna give it live in full effect to you. We got news about the finale of Falcon and Winter Soldier. We are also gonna throw some Mortal Kombat at ya. Get over here! And we're also gonna talk about a little little thingy on Amazon called Invincible, right after the tidbits. Are you ready, Tom?
1: You know I am ready, Arthur. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let's do this tails to body. <laughs> Is that man. good enough Tom? Is uh, that good enough because you won last week So I gave you the intro of your life Are you Are you satisfied?
1: Oh man I feel like I'm in the WWE right now Like I should come out <laughs> holding a belt over my head um, Talking all kinds of trash Because I knew that they weren't going to do my girl like that I knew it I knew it <laughs>
0: So for anybody that's a newcomer to this me and Tom we we were arguing thusly about of the 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 finale of the Falcon and Winter Soldier we I I had thoughts about how the story was going to go and Tom had thoughts about the way the story is going to go and one of us had to be right and it was our good sir Tom
1: <laughs> well thank you so much um, I know that even though I I am right you think the story is wrong I don't even have to hear what you have to say yet <laughs> I know that you're like you were so adamant last week that like they have to do it, they have to, they have to put her in danger. And I was like, Sam loves everybody, man. Like, yeah. it, it ain't just about his sister. And they had so much other stuff that they ended up doing in that episode that uh, I, I was okay with them not putting her sister and you know his sister in. No,
0: danger. no, that was, was fine. I mean, you know, I love this series. You know, I, I thought it was great the way it turned out. Um, you know, uh, I, I just, I really didn't expect that um that section to go on as long as it did but it makes sense because there's so many moving parts to it you know first of all we didn't we didn't really figure how um uh uh uh, u.s u.s agent would be used during the the, the, those scenes you know and they kind of honestly they did kind of some interesting stuff with him. it's just like is he a hero or not (laughs) you know it's like well uh, but before we go into that, let's go into the tidbits, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, we got to
1: bury the lead a little bit. If we start with Falcon right. and the Soldier, there's no reason to listen.
0: <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> uh, so what you got? What what have you heard about this week?
0: Oh, what have I got? Uh well, the biggest thing is the the new uh Sony and Marvel deal. That's that's happening now.
1: Oh, yeah, they're working together better than ever.
0: Well, it seems like it. I mean, the dreaded Tom Rothman over at Sony, God, I got to hate that guy. Uh, I don't know if you know who Tom Rothman is he used to work at Fox and and you know he oh that can't he be was, anything good well yeah I mean he purposely tried to make the X-Men movies bad because he just didn't like them at one point
1: hmm. you know
0: like he just like he really just comes from like kind of the old school studio structure but since he is such kind of like a powerful figure he still kind of reigns supreme and then he just kind of slorped his way over to to um, to uh, Sony, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, he's just making like you know crazy deals at Marvel. So, I mean, this seems to be something that's going to work for everybody because in this new deal, um, basically all of the the Spider Man stuff that Sony has made is going to be able to go play over on the Disney uh, Plus platform.
1: Yeah, I heard and about the, that part. That was a big deal to a lot of people.
0: Oh yeah. And then also, yeah, I mean that's that's how they're going to get all these subscribers and stuff. So then also, um, Disney's finally going to get twenty five percent of the um, the gross. Because uh, I th- I think before it was like some minuscule percentage, if there was a percentage of all, like and th- then they just made money off of toys and stuff. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. So- the Sony the initial got to rake deal, in all the money. I know yeah. that
1: that was initially a sticking point when the uh, renegotiations happened and there was talk that Spider-Man wasn't going to come back to the Marvel Cinematic Universe was over the gross percentage because yeah. uh, their initial deal was was not so great at all for Marvel. They just wanted the yeah. character.
0: Oh, it's bad. So it was so bad. But like, you know, Marvel, Marvel, man, they they got things going so well for them. Like they they could take a risk like that. I mean, they're a studio I respect and love, man. Because they, they always do it for the characters, and they always do it for the fans. The fact the fact that they would let themselves get so royally screwed just so the fans could get what they want, it's like, yeah, you got to love them. got to love them, you know? But, but the, the point now is um, now at Disney, Disney Plus being like this really successful streaming um, thing, like they have more of a leverage over Sony because, like, I mean, that's really why Sony came to Disney in the first place and Marvel in the first place because, like, on their own, they couldn't make any good Spider-Man property. And that's that's always the tenet of the deal. If you if you don't make any um, successful movies or make any movies at all within a six-year time frame, you lose the rights to those characters. And, like, it, like, they just was losing money every time they would make, like, a bad property, you know? So it just made more sense for them to work with Marvel, you know? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean they cut the Andrew Garfield stuff short uh, and cuz it wasn't really working and people weren't really oh, enjoying yeah. it. Uh, it made oh, yeah. sense to come to Marvel who knew what to do with the characters and had a history of oh, being yeah. successful in their own, you know, superhero properties.
0: Yeah, so there's the 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 whole streaming thing like leaves open for all sorts of new opportunities for um, uh, things that they could do with, um, with just the, the catalog of characters in the in the Spider-Verse. So, yeah, like that's like huge news, huge, huge news.
1: Hmm. I wonder if that'll extend into the TV verse as well, you know, because we haven't well, seen yeah, spider I mean, characters in any of the TV stuff or planned in the TV yeah, stuff.
0: Yeah, it totally makes sense to do a Spider-Gwen show, you know. I see it. Mm-hmm. What you got?
1: Oh, well, I watched the Modoc um, trailer again. I know it's been out for a little bit, but M-Doc. the show... Uh, Modoc And uh, the show is going to debut in just the next couple of weeks, and we are going to see the mental organism designed for killing. Uh, that They lose the F somewhere in there. Uh, only for <laughs> killing. Uh, we're going to see him uh, made by the same production studio that makes Robot Chicken, and it certainly looks mm-hmm. like Robot Chicken. It also looks like those oh, um, so 1960s-like uh you know uh, uh christmas movies oh man all of that stop motion
0: stuff it looks mm-hmm. fun uh i love pat Oswalt. he is delightful they always find the perfect stuff for him to do in marvel you know ever ever since he did that filibuster man that epic of uh, geek filibuster that he did on parks and rec a uh, parks and rec yeah 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 <laughs> it's like He's just, he's, oh my God, it's so perfect. That they and got he was great I, and
1: happy as well. I don't know if you caught happy, um, which was, ba- which Oh, was the Grant Morsen, property. the Grant Morrison yeah.
0: yeah. Um, no, I haven't, I haven't watched it yet. I need to watch it.
1: You haven't watched that yet. Uh, oh, Chris Merloney and, uh, Pat and Oswald playing off each other with Oswald as a, you know, fictional, you know, imaginary character and the whole oh, world. Yeah, I, comes I know, with that.
0: I know, all, I know all about it. I just haven't watched it yet. man.
1: I can't <laughs> believe they haven't made an, an another one, um, it was so good. It was so freaking good. I really enjoyed that. I don't think that. it's
0: canceled. Did no, have but. Two seasons?
1: It, I think it got two seasons, but then it didn't get picked up for a third.
0: Uh, okay. But I mean, that was I fantastic. feel like it was kind of a, a fringy thing. You know, it was but, weird. Um, it was really yeah, and weird. Yeah, I, I love I love I love Maloney. Maloney will always be freak show to me from uh, Harold. And Kumar. Harold Kumar, yeah. <laughs> I heard everything you said.
1: Oh, he is truly horrifying to look at in that in that movie. He is horrifying to look at.
0: Remember when he starts doing the the uh, the, uh, the 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 gospel song? The
1: gospel song. He's clapping and and Harold grabs the, wheeled, uh, the wheel. The wheelman. Oh. oh that's one of my favorite movies like that's one of my quintessential background you know anytime you just look over at the screen something funny is happening and that's the movie that (laughs) relaunched nph's career Um, oh yeah yeah, Neil Patrick Harris Mm -hmm. that, that completely reinvented him he's it's there's so much good in that movie. But yeah, it's but years Harold ago. And Kumar aside, um, <laughs> I love the look of the Modoc. Uh um, I don't know if Carl cartoon animated series. Uh, AIM looks awesome. All the dudes in the mm-hmm. yellow suits running around. Um Yeah,
0: I think this I think this is the perfect place for the AIM guys because they look so weird. <laughs> of course, <laughs> you know, like of you, course, you don't That's... want to put them in the movies. You know? No, 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 <laughs> like, not like
1: that. Not with the big, you know, uh oddly, you know, conical heads and the the visors yeah. and they're all nameless. Like if you're gonna be killing yeah, they, them. Yeah, they've they've
0: always been weird guys, man. It's perfect. So I I love I love Feige, man. He's he is the man, dude. Like he's finding all of the best ways to like put all this media out. I haven't seen the new trailer of Modak. I remember seeing it last year and being really happy with it because like there's been, like, a lot of projects similar to this that, like, were starting and never went. Like, I remember they were doing one of these for Star Wars that Seth MacFarlane was uh, heading up. And then that that never got to do anything because, you know, um, Disney had bought Star Wars. Uh, so that all stopped.
1: Yeah, I didn't even hear about that.
0: Yeah, like, there was a, this was a hilarious kind of, like, stop-motion Star Wars thing. That like, like that they were doing. That's like basically just exactly the way they're doing MODOK,
1: you know? Well, that yeah. would have been awesome, but I, I I like the look of MODOK and I think it's going to bridge the gap to Loki, you know, very nicely. Um, I'm excited to watch it. Um, so yeah, so I saw that and I thought, I thought that was really cool and it's coming out in just a couple of weeks. Keep an eye out for MODOK and Pat Oswald is amazing. So I'm sure I'm going to enjoy the the hell out of that. Uh, what else? I think is it's going time
0: on? for our mini re- mini review of a tiny little movie called Mortal
1: Kombat. did it? did it? No, you actually—they are super protective Luke. of that music. Like so it's really percent. funny. <laughs> I was going to do the theme and I'm like, nope, nope. That'd be a copyright takedown because. Um, <laughs> even when we sing it. Oh, well, you know, it's funny. I watch a, um, a great show on YouTube called dead me and the dude got copyrighted for using the music, even though he's a review show. So then he decided to play the music on saxophone and that got copyrighted too. So they, they Whoa. are super strict about who's going to use their music. Who isn't. So we're just going to give them just like, da 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 And then. That's all you give them.
0: <laughs> that score Look, we is can, so we can, iconic. We can, we can say Bonnie Cage. <laughs> Bonya, Luke Kang. Mortal boob. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, so see, we love the characters. All right. I give it a solid B. I'm going to give it a wow. B. Wow.
0: I know, you're, I know, I know. Too, I know. What? are too precious about this. What song. about you? What about you? Man, it gets a D, bro. Wow. In my school district a D passed. So a D might not be well, so it, bad. Pa- it passes it passes because of Kano, man. Kano is the best thing in a movie and that's weird to say about a Mortal Kombat movie
1: alright but I had a lot of people who liked playing Kano who really liked Kano as a character I I thought Kano was great Yo, I think Cabal also was underrated he had this weird Mandalorian thing going on with his voice and not taking the helmet off the whole movie yeah
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I just I think his voice was over cartoony man hey what's going on with you bro can you understand what's happening here you used to be a great freaking fighter Uh, what's up? I'm Cabal.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, I thought I thought it was funny. I don't know. I didn't hate it. I didn't I didn't really I didn't really brush against that very hard. Like
0: I, I thought it was fun.
1: Sue me. Sue me. Oh, I thought it was fun.
0: Or, or, well, go go over the things that you like about it and the things you don't like about it. All
1: right. So I think that the actor who played um uh uh Cole the new character that we all get spoilers mm-hmm. spoilers um I think he has good charisma I think mm-hmm. that as Mortal Kombat fans his his presence in this movie becomes a little jarring but I think that there has to be somebody out there who's watching this movie who has never played Mortal Kombat and I think that that's exactly who he exists for um I feel like I don't really care about his family, (laughs) strangely to say. I I think we're supposed to get those emotional beats and the developments and stuff in the beginning, but I couldn't tell you his wife or his daughter's name, but um, I thought that watching him basically get his ass kicked for the entire movie and then sort of discover his what? what's the term they use for the uh, arc arcana. Yeah. His arcana, that whole discovering the arcana thing is a little bit cheesy and it's played for laughs because it is cheesy, but the, that whole sequence at the end um, where he spoilers, you know, defeats guru, um, which is weird that that battle happens like in his home and backyard and stuff. It's kind of an odd setting yeah, yeah, so for a sounds, mortal combat like battle.
0: A- <laughs> Tom, sounds like you're making a case for it being bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what? Here's the thing. But even for all of its
1: flaws, mm. I still like it. I still enjoyed it. Like I I sat there and I I was watching the fighting, you know, and I, I thought the I thought the Sub-Zero slash Scorpion thing, there wasn't enough of it, but what they had, I really enjoyed. did you like the sub-zero scorpion business?
0: All right. So this is the problem. This is the biggest problem. <sighs> All right. Because starting about seven years ago, they had these shorts about Mortal Kombat on YouTube that completely elevated the material and which which kind of like made the video games um, go on a, a, a bigger, better level as far as storytelling. You know. OK. Um. So you, you think that's the route that the movie would go. But honestly, they just take it right back to 1995, man. With with the characters being even less interesting, <laughs> you know, the the like Liu Kang is supposed to be the hero of Mortal Kombat, especially if you're doing like an OG story. Okay, so instead, they switch it around and give us a super lame generic character that's tied to Scorpion. You know, I I had high hopes for this because when the movie opens, it's completely elevated. They go into Scorpion. And uh, and Sub Zero's backstory, and the way that story rolls out, it's just very well told, and it's like it's like it just seems like oh, this is like you know they're going for elevated storytelling, and then after all that, it goes to crap. It goes to crap storytelling. Uh, like
1: I sp- want to argue with you that you're wrong, but you're so right in a way. I, I, I maybe I don't mind the crap. I mean, I
0: Tom, you got to let me finish, bro.
1: <laughs> all right all right, fair like, right. go
0: go going 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 into uh, the combination of this like okay how many times have we seen Jack's arms go off you know I mean like that's we just know that's going to happen so there's nothing moving the storytelling at that point point. and then we have we have this this the weakest wackiest version of Sonya they've ever conceived what is her intention like oh, I just want to have that that birth um that birth scar so I can go to Mortal Kombat. That's what you want to do? Like I I that's so weird that they make her they try to make her out to be this um person that, that is smart enough to figure out all this stuff. When when she should be working with an act, like 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 the like the game. She should be working with special forces finding out, out more and more about this this these entities. But you saw what they did. They, they, they had to scale back because of budget. That's why they hired a bunch of no-name people. And so they can make the special effects as cool as possible. You know? But they sacrificed story and they sacrificed performance. Like, oh, my God. The, the guy they, they casted for Kung Lao, was, he was such a doofus. He looked so bad in that costume. I disagree. I disagree. I completely
1: disagree. I liked Kung Lao. I thought that he was hamming it up just the right amount for a Mortal Kombat movie. There's got to be
0: flawless victory. That is not the actor's fault that he
1: has to give that line. There are certain prerequisites. Are you kidding me, There are prerequisites
0: in a Mortal Kombat. Somebody better say... Are you kidding me? You just said that the actor wasn't... Like, he wasn't at fault for that delivery, that It is a shoehorned line.
1: It's a shoehorned line, right? Bro. So bro. I don't 100% look, blame look, the look, actor for that. Look,
0: Tommy, Tommy, coming from the world of acting, like, you are completely incorrect. <laughs> like, it really, dep- that's where casting comes in. All right? Because, like, the, you have Tom Cruise and you have Robert Downey Jr. All right? Those are the, like, Tom Cruise is a main contender for um, Iron Man, you know, because Iron Man wasn't like he wasn't like a big character in Marvel like at, at, at first. So and to make him big, they figured they'd go with a big movie star, you know, instead, instead. Um, uh, uh what, What's his name? Uh, the director. Oh, no, uh, the director of the original Iron Man. Uh, oh. Well, we, we all know yes. him. He's 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 basically the savior of Marvel. <laughs> you know, um, uh, but he goes for interesting casting, and just because of that, like it just completely turned everything around. It depends on the actor that you get and how like and what they bring to the role, the charisma. I thought he had delivery. charisma.
1: I thought he had charisma. I thought he played the character. It's the setting is I'm ridiculous. talking
0: specifically I'm talking specifically about that line, bro. That was really whack. You know? So what'd you think like, of I mean, Kano, Kano wins? wins. That He pulled it off. He was doing that comedy the whole time. You know, as corny as it was, he actually pulled it off because he actually has comedic timing. Like, it's like no other actor in that show had comedic timing. No one. Except I thought the guy
1: that played Kung Lao was good during the scene where Kano discovers his arcana. I thought the the baiting and the play back and forth. Like, I I thought he was good in that scene.
0: I liked it. <laughs> I mean, again, going back to Sonia though, it's so weird. It's just like, oh, you can't join this tournament. You don't have this thing, and she just goes off sulking somewhere. It's like, ugh, that's <laughs> <is> this. <laughs> and then, and then the way Jack, Jack, like, so, so, you know, since we live in the world of superheroes, they, they felt, they felt, they felt a need to come up with this Arcana thing, so these all these characters can earn their powers. Right. So then we have Jax, like, what are the means for him? Like, I know this is all, like, magical hooey bullshit. But what are the means for Jax to get, like, cybernetic additions to his arms? Better metal arms. (laughs) I mean, what was that, man?
1: (laughs) We gave you metal arms and your superpower is... Better metal arms.
0: <laughs> it, it just, it just, mo- just the, the stupid keeps getting piled on. So you, you have Cade, fi- whatever his name is, Cole fighting Goro, Goro by himself, so they can show how badass this this guy is. So he so it's so weird you you put Goro and get, let him get finished off in the middle of the movie, which is really weird. So then this dude who just killed Goro has problems fighting Melina later <laughs> and also has problems punching ice. All right, so power inconsistency, you're thinking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean that's, All right, that's now, now, hold, sin, on, man. hold on, hold on. Oh, but but uh, on that front, I'll explain why. Because in that scene, we see him get punched a bunch by Goru. And uh, and he has the Black Panther armor that charges up when he gets punched. Because you see it glow red as the more he gets punched. Uh, he, the ice can't punch him. Hence, he can't charge up. What? That's that's a classic Marvel no prize. That's how that happened. <laughs> it was a little Black Panthery, though. Oh man, that he had to get charged up by getting oh, punched.
0: Man. Oh, that 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 cheap ass whatever that crap was, like absorbing power crap. Oh my god. Anyway, like I I have to do one more call out for Cole's wife. All right, <laughs> there's a scene where she's with her daughter, and she's like, "Ah hey, man, we gotta get the fuck out of here." <laughs> it's like, why are you talking to your daughter? Like <laughs> well, I mean, shit, there are monsters.
1: I think we could permit a little casual swearing. There was a lot of casual swearing in the movie, which was funny.
0: A class of 13-year-olds wrote this. Man. Like straight up. Straight up, man. I thought, I thought it was cheeky,
1: enjoyable, I loved, all right, look. I don't like that there's so much of the blood Man. was digital, but there was there was some real blood in it. But I, I really enjoyed the cartoony violence, like absolutely absurdist. When he splits that lady down the middle with the hat just before the terrible line, which were moved past by this point, but when he splits that lady in half... <laughs> That's good fun, man. <laughs>
0: you cannot tell me that's not fun. I just, I'm, I'm not. In, I'm not invested at that point, though, man. Can you imagine if they actually casted this well and they had the movie stay as elevated as those early scenes? I know the rest. of the, I'm gonna
1: agree with you 100 that the rest of the movie doesn't live up to the Scorpion Sub Zero business. I, you're you're right about that.
0: And I, I guess so. It's it's so weird how op they make like. Uh, Sub Zero. Sub Zero is not that powerful. Like, why are you making Sub Zero like like seem like he has more prominence than Goro? It's just weird. You could break the ice. <laughs> he doesn't have permafrost. Like, this is so weird. He's like, he's like I'm trying to punch this ice. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think that
1: because of the popularity of the character Sub Zero, that elevating him, and he he in the in the um. Video games gets more and more powerful. He becomes noob Cybot later on in the game. And he he becomes more of a prominent figure in the game. And so I think that the Scorpion Sub Zero stuff that that plays so well in the movie needed to play up until the end. So
0: I don't really care that they OP'd Sub Zero a little you can make him more powerful by, by instead of making him op you can make him more clever i mean they they were using like they were showing him using his like his uh ice uh uh his ice like ice clone oh yeah the ice clone from the game um, there, and it's like yeah and then like there's that one point where he turned a dude's blood into a knife like that was a cool that's like one of the coolest shots and most inventive shots like in the whole movie you know it's like they only use the inventive stuff for those two guys. Everything else is just just bullshit, man. Honestly, it really again, it just it really didn't feel that much different from the 95 movie except like again, um Luke Kang was a he's the lead and he's a way better character in the first movie. Like this this stoic weird sort of character Doesn't fit in a movie. Well, he was the focus of the the first movie. The plotting plotting for this is so whack too because like we're wasting all this time. We know, let's train you guys in a week to be champions for Mortal Kombat. (laughs) (laughs) You're gonna need a (laughs) Mata. Right? All right, I'm done talking about this. All right. (laughs) We gotta get the fuck out of here, daughter. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. I just thought it
1: was fun. Kano was fun. I thought Cabal was fun. I thought the stuff in the beginning... I agree is totally better than the whole rest of the movie, but I still felt like the interaction between the two characters, I don't think that Louis Tan is totally unlikable. I thought that he was fine and that he's a good entryway for people who don't necessarily know the franchise. And I thought that it gave us a ton of punchy punchy, even though some of it was ridiculous. I thought reptile was not awful, you know, like (laughs) not awful.
0: Yeah, I I, right. I I appreciate that Reptile just wasn't, wasn't just like another Sub-Zero like, looking, you know, like yeah. Lin Quake, like Lin Quake clone, because that's what they did for a right, while, they right. just would sub them out in different colors, but then in the, in the in the recent video games, they would actually really differentiate their costumes and stuff, so like, you know, that, that was cool, they had, he was kind of, he was like, he was kind of like a yeah, yeah, dragon. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's that scene was cool. ripping the
1: heart out, and it's like black and beating, mm-hmm. and it's
0: it, Kano. Kano he was really so was. Enjoyable. That guy was it's great. just like, but that's that's weird that Kano is the standout in the movie. Like that's just weird. It's like all the characters should be good in their own. At least light. the movie's got to stand out. <laughs> no, no, no. That's that comes from casting. That that comes from having like um, you know the the the, the actual kind of taste of storytelling to like to do things correctly, you know. Yeah, so that that's 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 what it is. Let's move on.
1: <laughs> I feel you. I respect your opinion and if anybody doesn't like it, I can see why. No worries. So Invincible episode uh number 7, the second to last episode. Maybe one of the best episodes, I think.
0: Well, yeah, I mean you can see the episodes that they uh saved their really good animation for. Mhm you know cuz you, you there's episodes where it's a little choppy and little you know like like have compositing mm-hmm. and stuff this one just like just full out great animation all over you know <clears throat> really good and i uh, i love the, the plotting too and stuff like like the way they set up uh invincible to meet up with his dad and and not really know mm-hmm, what's going mm-hmm. on <laughs> Uh, and and then the teleporting stuff was great.
1: <laughs> it's like $3 billion every oh, yeah. time he teleports, he says at some point. <laughs> <laughs> that one bit where he's going back aboard the Omni-Man, that was like the entire GDP of Europe just to do that.
0: <laughs> oh, so cool. Man. Oh, such a violent so episode.
1: Good, and then you get the Immortal coming back, which we learn that the Immortal is basically just Vandal Savage, right? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Basically, freaking, uh, he's Lincoln. Lincoln. He's Lincoln's like, not today, Booth. <laughs> oh man, uh, that yeah, was so good. Um, the the one thing I didn't like the one thing I didn't like, which is just it just was clunky storytelling. Is oh the girlfriend knew the whole time. It's like why was she acting like she didn't right. know? Right, we that? as the viewers should like, have gotten
1: something like, to indicate that she knew, but otherwise to us there's no way to. she acts like she doesn't know the whole time. For him and for the viewer, which makes no sense.
0: It it, it would make more sense if she if she, you know, it was weighing over in her head and something happened that made like it made it, it made it sure in her head that that um, they were the same person. Something like that. Versus, like she basically said, I knew weeks ago, and it's like, oh, okay. Just like, why did you act like he was such an asshole when he saved you guys all at the college campus?
1: Yeah, if you like, knew, you wouldn't have acted that way. No, you're exactly that was right. Just
0: weird, you know. So I, I didn't like that, and you know, I, I hope they don't get back together. <laughs> they won't. They won't.
1: They won't. It's yeah. it's you know, it's Mark and Eve, and that's the way it is. It's Mark and Eve. So. And I think she probably knows about Eve as well because she was dropping all those hints in the previous episodes. Um yeah. Yeah, I'm,
0: she's she she said she straight up said, Are you going off to save the world? I mean, exactly. She, I mean, it's not like she has sides or her, her identity. She's like, I mean, like she's a pretty refreshing character in that because she's so power she's so powerful, she doesn't really care about like like the ins and outs of like hiding her identity and stuff. She just she's kind of just like a teenager figuring out herself out. So that's like a really cool thing about uh, Eve's character.
1: Yeah, I, I I enjoy what they've been doing with her. But it does beg the question how she's not like a bona fide superstar at her high school because she doesn't wear a mask of any kind. So she clearly like, why shouldn't Amber know who Eve is? She has a television. This isn't the Superman
0: universe, you know? I don't know. I, I think I think a lot of the public's very laissez faire about superheroes. There's so goddamn many of them. Yeah, and, it, and it's not like um, before Adam went, went out on her own, it's not like her team was super successful. They're kind of like C-stringers.
1: They were, yeah. They you were know? the West Coast Avengers. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so, like, I mean, like, the the main, that main superhero team really, like, took all of the spotlight, you know? <clears throat> yeah, so, yeah, I mean, it, I, I could see where, like, it, she wouldn't be the most popular thing ever. Plus, plus, she's also a redhead. Redheads are never popular. <laughs> right. very
1: good sir very good
0: Um, here's the other thing I want to know
1: why is um, why are they putting so much weight on Mark being the insurance policy for Omni man like we got to understand Mark and we've got to find Mark and Mark's the only one what indication has Mark given that he would stand any chance at all against his father for them to believe so vehemently that that would be the case
0: well, I mean, for one thing, it's his son, and, and for the the other thing is, you know, like uh, like bi- bi- biology wise, he's probably the best chance, you know, besides like a guy that's immortal, you know, supposedly,
1: which Omni Man proved wasn't the case, not once but twice, <laughs> yeah, <I laughs> where I mean, he they, uh, they rips they him in a two. Way to bring him back. Well, that's true. They they could potentially bring him back. But um, yeah, Omni-Man just takes out. He goes full on supervillain in this one. Like he's done, Mm -hmm. which is funny to me, too, that the agency has the special, the invisible special ops team fire uh, guns at him, which my girlfriend Rachel and I watch a lot of this type of stuff. And we always laugh when the people who know 100% that their opponent is bulletproof insist on still firing guns at them. (laughs) Like, you know well enough by this point that there is zero. You might as well be flinging paper clips at them with a rubber band. You know that they're equally effective to bullets. Why do you insist on still sending these invisible black ops soldiers with regular old fucking guns to try and take out Omni-Man? So we can have some red shirt scenes, bro. <laughs> oh my God. And he kills them all <laughs> so fast. And then of course yeah. they blow up the house and nothing. So they fire a mega laser from space at Omni, man. And mm-hmm. uh, this, the joke on that one as well is like, he's like, well, that was a $400 million nosebleed. <laughs> yep. You know, and yet nothing yeah, stops, man. nothing stops him um and now in the cell phone age and in the video age the whole world knows what's going on mark sees mm-hmm. him murder uh that dude again and the whole world oh, yeah. sees him murder him so mm-hmm. the final episode is going to be a come to jesus for everybody cuz everybody knows what oh, yeah. everybody knows
0: yeah we'll see how well um what what they'll do with adam i mean like you know adam and mark basically against the dead. Um, Oh, who, well, of course you'd like, the, the robot robots team will come in there too. Probably. Oh yeah. The,
1: the freaking, the B plot of this episode was crazy too with robot and uh, the Mahler brothers or Mauler twins or something. Oh yeah. The genetic engineers. And we find out per my question last week, what's in the damn tank. What's in the damn Mm -hmm. tank is robots. Weird little human deformed body. Yeah, that crap was hilarious. That was, a, yo, the funniest line that has been delivered in this entire show has to be the one Mauler Twin saying to the other when the machine starts going haywire and he goes, oh, no, there's a problem. Uh, there there seems to be abnormalities in his brain. And he looks at me and goes, you didn't check for brain abnormalities before we began? Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: lo- I love how smart, stupid those <laughs> like guys are. The incredulous are. tone of that delivery is amazing. Yeah, I love the smart, dumb... Uh, delivery of, the, of those characters, of the clone <laughs> guys. <laughs> they're, they're equally smart and equally dumb at the same time. That's, like, so beautiful. How did it not occur to you that his brain was irregular? Look at him. He's this little
1: mutant thing on a bench. How did you not know this might be a little weird?
0: <laughs> yeah. And was I'm really great, psyched
1: that they're not going with... Um, The same voice actor for the younger clone of uh, uh, Rexplode as they do for the older one. I've already said my piece about why I don't think his voice works for Rexplode. It's just too old. Mm -hmm. Um, But Mm -hmm. since he's even younger and he has this like amalgam of robots voice plus, uh, um, you know, uh, it's just its own thing, which I really appreciate because I couldn't listen to all that. Mm -hmm. But holy cow when he comes to life and then kills the little mutant guy and they explain the whole thing it's like we're not transferring your mind we're making a copy and that's why yeah that's you know you have to make a choice and then him knowing full well that was the plan all along and him apologizing. sorry Sorry, you were the one that didn't win the coin flip
0: oh Oh, yeah this is great see that's great writing right oh so good (laughs) So, ah, so good you're right you're right of course you're right
1: of course you're right. I know it. I'm not saying Mortal Kombat is Casablanca. I'm just saying that I sat down, ate a bunch of cookies, and fucking enjoyed it.
0: The the thing is, like, quickly going back to Mortal Kombat. I'm just saying ah. like, we're 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 in a time now where we're we're just past that sort of storytelling. You know? It's just so eye-rolling that like, like this, like this is like a huge ah. I know. I know. IP, and this is what you guys give us? Are you freaking kidding me? Ah! All they had, all they had to do was what they were doing in the recent video games. That's all they had to do. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I, I so
1: disappointed. Know. I Disappointed! know. I, I know. But look, they're going to make a second and <laughs> a third one, where the guy's explaining that the reason they didn't do the tournament was because we're saving it for the second movie. And anytime somebody says we're saving it for the second movie, that's never a good sign
0: for the first look, movie. And I get it. I get uh, it. I hate, I'll be I hate that this horse. turned into Mortal, I hate that this turned into Mortal Kombat again. But why do we care that they're teasing Johnny Cage at the end of the movie? <laughs> Who cares? Uh-oh.
1: This goes to show like how much you can get invested in something over a lifetime, you know, like sitting there playing that game when you're a child all the way up to being a grown ass man with strong feelings about this shit.
0: (laughs) How did I end up with
1: as a grown ass man with very elaborate opinions on cabal? (laughs) What the hell is going on with me? What the hell? All right, Falcon and the Winter
0: Soldier, baby. Yeah, like that, that there's clearly there's nothing in be in there's nothing that's gonna be in this conversation that's gonna segue back to Mortal Kombat. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> God damn it. So anyway, final episode before we get before we
1: get into Falcon and Winter Soldier, final episode's coming up. Uh, do you have any predictions? You got anything that uh
0: Well, like it's just like what I said. I mean, it's gonna be a big battle. Yep.
1: You know, you think Mark fights um, his
0: dad in this episode?
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, you know, I don't want to be presumptuous. Mm, I thought maybe, not, not but
0: now that you're saying, now that you're saying that, um, I feel like, I feel like he has no choice but to fight him after what he what he's what he's doing, and I don't see Mark going against like even them. So you know, well, I mean, we'll have we'll have to see. Plus, I don't remember what happened in the comic.
1: Oh, okay. All right. Fair. Well, I've never read the comic, but if I had to guess, Mark fights his dad, I think that Mark gets smoked like a pack of cools by (laughs) Omni-Man. And I think that Omni-Man stops just short of killing Mark and in a moment of humanity, just fucking leaves Earth. And goes, and that's going to be like our lead into season two is like, where the fuck did Omni-Man go? And Mark will be recovering and he's going to have a lot of animosity about getting his ass kicked. Because I think that Omni-Man is legit conflicted about what he has to do. I think he's committed yeah, to he the is. idea of doing what he has to do. So, But I think he stops short of killing Mark and basically just just takes off to figure out what his next move is going to be. I don't think mm-hmm. it's gonna be much more complicated than that. I just feel like I feel like there's no way Mark can win against Omni Man. I just don't I don't think he can. I don't think he can beat him. Not oh, yet.
0: Yeah. yeah, definitely, definitely not now.
1: No, maybe someday, but right now he's gonna he is gonna get destroyed. But mm-hmm. um I also well, like I mean, the there'll be,
0: there'll be a lot of other people there.
1: Did you did you get all like all the I love the metaphoric uh, uh, destruction of his home, where as the episode progresses, he punches holes in the wall, he mm-hmm. punches out through the ceiling, like you know mm-hmm. he breaks the window, and the, the, that he is literally and metaphorically going to destroy his home. His home being his home, mm-hmm. and his home being Earth, and that yeah. he's just he doesn't want to do it, but it's what he's gonna do. So. Mm -hmm. i'm excited to see i'm really excited to see what's gonna happen
0: oh yeah man it won't be long now
1: no it won't but speaking of season finales see look at that segue you like that shit um we got the series finale uh i will call it the series finale of falcon and the winter soldier because spoilers motherfuckers if there is a season two, it will be captain America and the winter soldier. So this is our series finale for Falcon and the winter soldier. And Uh, what what do you, what do you think of it? um,
0: Well, I mean, I, I just always have to like, just stand up and applaud Marvel for all the things that they're doing. Like there's like, they're getting so great at handling multiple character arcs and stories. And, and they've only been able to sharpen that like with ha- being able having the like the air like to breathe with these series like having multiple uh, uh episodes to tell like a grander story um you know even in the, even in the the midst of a pandemic you know like a, you know there's there's a bunch of whispers about um changed storylines that they had to accommodate um because of you know things that happened during the pandemic um, and still was able to make it come come across very smooth, very neatly, you know? Um, I mean, so, you know, we, we, if we're we're talking about arcs here, we, we start off with uh, a Bucky, you know, trying to start his life anew and and trying to make amends, but not really doing it the, the immediate right way, Yeah, you know? And he has all these, he has all these kind of like, um, uh, this residue mm-hmm. of his of his past dealings, like, and I I just love all the comments because you know, like, you know, Sam's very observant. Yeah, yeah. So he'll always call out things that so many characters that are are doing. You know, Sam. You know, kind of having the the eyesight of a falcon. <laughs> you know, and um, you know he's like, oh, you're doing a staring thing again. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, oh, you got to watch out for Zemo before you know, as he tilts his head. Until and and Zemo, mm-hmm. who's observant too, realizes, "Oh shit, he's watching me too." <laughs> Let me correct that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. for you know? sure. yeah. So, I mean, as as we as we watch Bucky grow through this whole thing, we we see him having tunnel vision throughout the whole series, uh, especially you know, only seeing things through his um, his perspective and not his uh, periphery you know, mm-hmm. um, ab- about like why it's like, it's like, hey, this, there's a shield. You should take it. He, he gave it to you. Why won't you take it? Right. I don't understand. You know?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I like that and, they, they and, he does touch on that too, where he talks about yeah. how he and Cap had a conversation. So you realize that even before that all went down with Sam, that Bucky knew the way it was going to go.
0: But that's what I'm saying. It's like throughout this series, you see step by step, these characters figuring these things out. And by the by the by the time we get to the fifth episode, you, you see genuine moments of uh the you know the sprig of a new uh newfound respect and and a, a newfound friendship and uh and understanding. And it and it's so organic and it's just so it just feels so good because like you know, because Bucky has the be- worst ideas. Like, well, let me take you to the original Captain America, the original Black uh, Captain America. Maybe that'll help. This it's like, no, you just caused more trauma to people. <laughs> you know, uh-huh, uh-huh. and uh and he's just like making like you see Bucky makes mistakes over and over again throughout this whole thing because he's he's trying to acclimate himself to new ways of doing things, and it, it's just like they're thinking all this stuff through, man, and so we just you know by the time we get to the end we even see him you know he's able to work with walker yeah well i was a little
1: iffy on that like i i i i'm conflicted on john walker's return um to to the the good side so to speak it was
0: it was a little it's what, what? a little soon for me Here's the thing. Like, really take, really take a big look at what happened with John Walker. John Walker was trying to do the right thing the whole time, you know. And and just like anybody else, like, would have an ego trip over being a top cop, you know. No, no, he I killed I, he.
1: I totally well, get that. On. I totally get okay. Go ahead. Well,
0: I'm, I'm just I'm just saying that he he killed the person that the, the government sanctioned him to kill. Then the government acted like he was like crazy or out of line when that's what they wanted him to do. You know what I'm saying? So the the, the bewilderment of being a soldier and trying to be a good soldier and trying to do the good thing and just all that being swept underneath for you. You know, they did a good... I think they did a good job of, like, really uh, painting all of those those colors. No,
1: no, no. I I actually agree with a lot of that. My problem was that he tried to kill Sam. He tried to kill Bucky. Like, he literally tried to murder the both of them the last time they saw them. And now they're working together like they were Tango and Cash. I just... I just something about that just sat wrong with me. Like I get that he was look, he killed an enemy combatant during war, which is the thing he had been trained to do forever. You know, he did worse previous in his career and stuff like that. And I like the idea of John Walker as an anti-hero. I was just curious that him working so well and being so quickly forgiven by
0: people he literally tried to murder. I mean, I'm gonna push I'm gonna push back on that too, because you know, um, this guy. Lost his friend. Um, he has the adrenaline of of, of this murder and, and and all this like kind of misery that he's put himself through. He didn't go to Falcon and Bucky to fight them. They came to him, and he just was defending himself. And then in the heat of battle, of 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 course, like it it lends itself to like making the final strike. I mean he's he's been crazed. It's it's not like he's malicious. That dude's that dude's not malicious. Like he just he just has like a bunch of issues. No, I absolutely. And, and and, and when it came down to it at the end, he was trying to do, you see him, he's always trying to do the right thing, but doesn't quite always know how to do the right thing. You know, a hundred percent. So I'm, and like, I'm when it comes down to the way Falcon and, and winter Soldier deal with him as, as long as he's just trying to do the right thing. And they know that he's trying to do the right thing. like that, that to me, like, it's not like they're going to be best friends with him. Or anything, yeah, but he's like, no, if, you're doing, if you're here, if you're here to help, let's help. All I'm saying
1: you know? is, it felt like his arc was a little quick. That typically a movie yeah. or a TV show needs to give me a little bit more before I forgive a murderer, and especially a murderer who attempts to kill the the show's main characters. That's just me, and that's all. Otherwise, I really
0: enjoyed him. Yeah, I mean, this show is all about the gray area. You know, like I mean, look, look what Bucky did. He got Z- Zemo out of jail. <laughs> that's fair. That's
1: fair. I can't argue that.
0: You know what <laughs> I mean? <laughs> Zemo. It is about and like right. I mean,
1: what's your line? Yeah. What's your line? Yeah,
0: and it's just like, and 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 Falcon had to kind of roll with this stuff because, like, they weren't getting help from the government, and he's already he was already used to being on the other side of the law. So that's that's what I'm saying. Like, there's so many gray areas. Like the crap that happened to. Um to Sharon. Oh yeah. We haven't like, talked about Sharon Carter. Let her, her down the line that she's um currently is at now. You know? Yeah, because now um, she's forgetting. a double
1: agent. So oh, and, and of course agent. she was the power broker. I mean, I think we all knew that. We all by by the by yeah. the last couple episodes, I think we'd all figured that out.
0: Yeah. You know? Um it's 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 weird all the things that they did with the character that is is a little clunky and confusing it's like what was your plan here well well i i could see i could see how things i i, th- I think a lot of things got mixed up in the new edit
1: well right cuz they got rid of that other subplot
0: yeah i think that the story would have been a lot more clear cuz uh, otherwise in the current edit we have um basically she set things up and was hoping for the best but then some some um, event would mess up her plans, and she'd have to improvise. Like you know, she didn't intend for the dude to get killed by Zemo, because like Falcon and and Bucky were there. Like like right she, right. He, they were supposed to, you know. But but every every scene, Zemo is finding something he can use and picking up something and and being super shady about stuff, you know, for for his means, you know. And um, you know, mm. like even at the end, it's like, yeah, we went this we don't have the super soldier, but now we have this, you know. Right, 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 right. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, she's so scavenging through everything. So, like, you know, I was talking about arcs earlier, you know, and look at this beautiful arc that Sam went through, man. You know, yeah. um one of my one of my biggest things with Sam and Rody th- throughout the series before, is just like they never felt like black men. They just felt like the black best friend to 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 Tony and to Steve. And I hate that trope. You know, and and it even got so bad there's one scene in Civil War where you have the two black men barking at each other. Like, you know, <laughs> Steve, Steve, and T- uh, Tony's dog um to- dogs barking at each other. That that shit pissed me off, man. That's
1: a fair criticism.
0: That shit pissed me off. And and of course like some white person would write that. <laughs> you know? So finally, in the beginning of this scene, you have two black dudes talking to each other. Like that's the first episode of of, of Falcon Winter Soldier, where you finally mm-hmm. get the dimension of these guys because they're not under the lens of being the best friend. I mean, honestly, like that. There's so many nauseating scenes where like Tony's just like, "Put down my roadie."
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> right, God damn. Literal objectification. Okay, so to that end, one criticism that a lot of people had with with the show was they think that Lamar's uh, character falls squarely into that trope. Just exactly the trope that you're describing where the white character needs to be motivated by the death of the either minority or female best friend and that that's what spurns the story forward. Do you feel like this... Do you feel like this show was aping that trope or that it literally fell into it on its own?
0: So the thing is, he uh Lamar's character was still elevated. He still had dimension. Like um you could you could see where um he was look like every moment where he was noticing that Walker was getting more and more unhinged. You okay, know? Yeah, yeah. So uh and 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 because it's it was several episodes, it wasn't one movie. You get you got to spend time with that character, you know? So um it it is the trope, but it's the trope um elevated though. Because you usually again, it's usually these things are in one movie and and you know the black character gets like that one line, like, oh hell no. <laughs> uh, and no uh, <laughs> You know <laughs> Oh, what's his name <laughs> from Justice like
1: League was complaining about that. Yes, exactly that that's oh, what like, happens that when you have a black character. You know, yes. you get that one. Yeah, Ray
0: Ray Ray's Fisher. Ray Fisher. That was dope. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I'm talking about. So like I, that that was that 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 was nothing near what Lamar you're right, was you're right. in this You're
1: right about that.
0: Yeah, he was the black best friend, uh, but there was more dimension to it, you know? You're absolutely especially right. Especially since especially since um Walker's wife was a person of color. You know? Um mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, 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 they, they did enough stuff to, to make it organic, and that's all I ask. Don't do the tropes. <laughs> Why are you doing the tropes? Because you're telling us that's the only way you understand black people. That's the only way you understand black people to, to, to um, um, coordinate themselves in, in a situation like this. Right, right. You know. So going, going back to, um, uh, um, to Sam's arc, you know. Like he's he's a, 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 a deeply reflective, thoughtful dude, you know, especially since he has all this empathy and, um, you know, and, and, and is a man of service. So he respects that shield. But he knows his he knows. Like I mean, unfortunately, that's the thing about black people. We know our place in this country, you know, and um, he was trying to do the right thing. And that's why he said that line to to Steve uh, to uh, about Steve and to Bucky. I don't think you or Steve understood like this, and 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 it was my hope that you would understand why I was making this choice. But of course, you don't understand because, like most white people, how could you understand? Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the thing, though. It's just like, don't you have eyes? Don't you have ears? Like what what about our situations always make make it a blind spot when it's happening in front of you all the time? You know, you seem to understand Shakespeare. You seem to understand all these other things. You seem to understand this and that. But for some reason, our problems like are are a mystery. I don't, I don't know why he did that. <laughs> <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah, that I mean that's a hell of so, a deep like, discussion.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, and you got to see uh, flickers of that throughout this whole series. I mean, I love that they had this scene between him and Isaiah where Isaiah told him that no black man would, uh, no self respected black man would ever do that, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's just like that gave him something to really chew on because this is the the original black Captain America.
1: Right, and if he feels that way, maybe he's right.
0: Oh, my God. Like, that was such beautiful conflict. Juicy, and I think that the oh, transition so died, came for Sam <laughs> when it was like,
1: "I'm not gonna wait for America to let a black man be Captain America." Yes, I'm not gonna wait for them to let me you better, be Captain America. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna be Captain America, whether you like it or not. I'm Captain America. I, you better preach, Tommy. May not Tommy. Be the one you want, but it's the one you got, and I don't ask your permission to carry this shield. And it was perfect. It was perfect. Oh, yeah. That was the difference. Oh, yeah. That was so good. That was so yeah. good. It was a little bit monolog He had almost five minutes on that bridge, you know, talking to those politician people who were going to vote on it. it. It needed to happen. I've seen that scene both lauded and as well a bit derided because, you know, I'm a little bit more show don't tell, but I think there's something very powerful about having Sam take up that much time in the episode to do that. The only plot beat Mm. that it rubs up against is that it basically makes your terrorist successful because he's completing Carly's objective for her. So that makes her a successful villain in the same way that, um, you know, our, our Killmonger, Killmonger or, or more so Zemo in getting the hero to do your work for you.
0: Yeah. I mean, but, but, but that's the thing, though. Carly was right about she some stuff. She was definitely
1: stuff. right about some stuff.
0: You know, it's just, it was another character who went about it the wrong way, you yeah. know, and, and, and then got engorged in her own sense of self-importance.
1: Yeah, I feel like that character you know, wasn't fully when, fleshed out. I, like, kept finding myself trying to care
0: about her. They cut out major stuff in, in the Flag Smasher storyline. Is that right? Yeah, remember, remember the woman that they oh, yeah, uh, yeah. had a funeral for? She, she had no right, lines. Right, we have no idea
1: why we care about her.
0: Yeah, had, she had no lines. They had to cut that whole storyline uh. out. Uh, apparently, apparently it dealt with something that seemed similar to uh, COVID.
1: Right. Well, they were going to release a biological weapon. I'd saw uh, after I watched the last episode, I saw they had said something about the original storyline was for the flag smashers to basically release a, a biological weapon to, to set the population back by half again. Mm-hmm. I mean, that does make way more sense as yeah. a goal for and them. It was
0: very, you know? Yeah. Very. Yeah. It was very, very similar it's, to COVID yeah. because, uh, cause, cause uh, the, from what I saw on Rockstars, if you guys should check out Rockstars on YouTube, if you uh, new Rockstars Stars uh, on YouTube, I'll check it out. Chance, like the guy I know does, he does superb uh, analysis of movies and geek stuff. But um, they, the thing is, you know, the basically the this this um, thing was developed in Madripoor, and Madripoor is kind of seen like as like a kind of an Asian country. So they didn't want to draw That's any fair. comparisons to That's like, fair. oh yeah, this this was made in a lab in in China.
1: No, that makes perfect sense, and I think I would have I would think that that would make the flag smashers make a hell of a lot more sense because the whole time we're not even really sure what Carly's objective is, except that there's this political resettlement thing that is happening and it's going to move migrants around from one place where they want to be to a place where they don't like it's so ambiguous because that's like the uh the iron fist you know problem like don't bear me down in bureaucracy i don't want to sit in a boardroom and have to understand sub amendment 23a like just give me their objective oh they thought the world was better when half the people lived in it so they're going to try and make that happen again that i understand that i i see a clear path on that but as far as like what Carly's ultimate goal was and what the Flag Smashers ultimate goals were it it really didn't play out maybe as tightly as I, I think maybe they had hoped with the original storyline
0: I mean they think you know how Marvel you know how Marvel's whole thing has been they've they've been having to make the, the best stuff with the arm pinned behind their back ever since the beginning <laughs> you know like like in the beginning no one like when they didn't have any of their top like like their, their top selling characters for the past 50 years Captain America, Iron Man, oh, they were and the a joke. Avengers
1: didn't sell. Didn't sell they at did all. They did not
0: sell for like 30 40 That's years. That's the only
1: reason Marvel still had them cuz if anybody saw any value yeah. in them they would have bought it.
0: Oh yeah. It's like no nobody thought this stuff would be successful. The fact that they were making a Thor movie People are like, oh, hell no. <laughs> People could just watch
1: Vikings on a and E. I don't know why you need a Thor movie.
0: <laughs> Marvel, man, they pull it off they do. over and over again. They do. Again. Now, the, 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 only, the, the only problem I think they have sometimes is since they have an ongoing business, they have to always be very careful of things, you know, repeating, like, action scenes, repeating kind of, like, the same sort of feel and look of stuff. There was a time where, like, all the movies had, like, the same look. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and that's when they that's when they got like James Gunn uh-huh. and completely changed the look, you know. And 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 then they started experimenting, especially when um, they got um, uh, the Black Panther came out like completely different look.
1: Yeah. And then
0: by the time they got to uh, Infinity War. Like, that shit looked so fantastic. They, the whole thing was shot on IMAX camera, And it was
1: incredible because all know? through Infinity War, you could tell who you were with and where you were depending on the look of the frame. Oh, yeah. And, and they developed such distinct styles. But I think that also plays to the increased diversity aspect in Marvel. You know, just give me something oh, yeah. i never seen before. And if you want to oh, easily yeah. avoid doing the same thing over and over again, then reach outside that tiny bubble and, and start pulling in really diverse and strange and amazing characters. And I think we're going to see that with uh, Shang-Chi in September. Um, And we're going to see that with a lot of the stuff that's coming out, the, you know, the Eternals and what that's going to look like. It's, it's a great time to be Marvel. I know a lot of people were kind of down on this final episode a little bit because there were some instances. Why? well um number one uh, that it was it was a little bit talky you know that for the final episode uh bucky Dude,
0: Well, so so much action there was
1: there was <laughs> but then where they tend to spend like in the final episode of falcon and the winter soldier we don't see falcon and the winter soldier really together for very mm. much of it so that was you I know mean, some people he like flies that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think is really funny is you have two, you have the whole save the people in the truck business when you have Bucky rescue everybody from the vehicle that is on fire, but then completely ignores the vehicle next. He's like, well, they're still captured by terrorists, but they're not on fire. So you can stay in the truck. <laughs> <laughs> That that was a weird choice. And so that sets up, of course, you know, for uh, John Walker to have to try and save them and for Sam to ultimately save them at the end. And mm-hmm. so just that those those were some of the issues with it, that the Sharon Carter twist wasn't a twist. And then also that uh, that John Walker's redemption maybe was a little bit easy. Other than that, the 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 shit mm-hmm. with Isaiah Bradley at the very end. like I don't know who that actor is, but I want to watch him like do everything. Holy shit! Oh, how yeah, good is great. that man in that scene where he takes him to the Captain America Museum oh, yeah. and shows him he has his own section now? Oh
0: yeah, man. So I think fantastic. I think
1: it was fantastic.
0: I, I love I love how they handled the whole thing. It it would have they they showed so much uh, resilience, you know, because like uh, not resilience, restraint. Yeah, restraint. They they show much restraint, not going to show like kind of a, oh, a, a yeah. flashback. And stuff. They, they they let the story be in this the uh, in this conversation. This like really heartbreaking story.
1: Right. I mean, it would have been so easy to give you a flashback there. Number one, I think that would have tied their hands for future projects because people get really you know anal about. Well, that's a different actor now. But the other thing is is that it lets Sam and the other gentleman's name I escaped me right now. Um, you know, they're. To let their faces tell the the tragedy of that story, that you can go back and forth and look yeah. at their faces as oh, yeah. they hear and say these things. So good, oh, love it. so freaking love it, love good! It, love it, love it, all right, man. so I, I think we all agree that that was successful, and we're looking forward to Loki coming up. Uh, we got
0: uh, a, a horrible six to eight weeks. Yeah, Loki's going to wind <laughs> up blowing. Loki's going to wind up blowing everything out of the water. <laughs> <laughs> it, is,
1: it could be, could be. I don't know. This would be a tough one to top.
0: This, all you have to do is look at yeah, the trailer, the man. the trailer looks fun. That crap is going to blow everything out Loki looks out like the it's going to be more
1: fun <laughs> than, um, I think it's, it'll be a nice balance between WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier because you're going to get some of that quirky, you know, nonsensical fun like you would get in WandaVision because you got all the time travel in different universes. But you're also going to get some adventure because Loki, first and foremost, you know, can fight. So I think it, it'll be the best of both worlds, I'm hoping.
0: Yeah, I I can't wait, man. That with the, the whole world building that they did just kind of out of nowhere. Yeah, this is the time dimension. It's <laughs> <was> like, "What?"
1: <laughs> yeah. And we just accept it. We just 100% accept it. You're like, "Oh, right. Yep. Totally. I'm with you." Oh my god. By this point they can tell you anything and you will you'll take it and you "I totally agree. Yes, time dimension."
0: I love I love how every everything is setting up everything that the Marvel universe is going to be for the next 10 years. You know, because like and they're doing it incrementally. Like and um, you know, they're setting up all the, of course all the witch stuff and, 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 and quasi mutant stuff in, in uh in uh WandaVision. And then in uh in uh Falcon Winter Soldier they introduced Madripore. Madripoor, Madripoor oh, yeah. is like a huge mutant city. It was you amazing.
1: Know? Was in the background of one shot. There's a big steel gate that straight up has two X Men logos on it, where the yeah where the, uh, bands would be. It was amazing callback. They are teasing oh, yeah. this shit all over oh, the yeah.
0: place. They they always do it super clever. Like in the last last Spider Man movie, it's like uh, they had that subway uh, billboard that was setting you up for Fantastic Four. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Like and that all- the
1: building getting rebuilt looked more like the Baxter Building than it did beforehand.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Awesome. Oh yeah. So like they're setting up everything, man. Like to like, to re- they're so happy to have the mutants back. Like like that's you could tell that's the stuff that they wanted to deal with like for so long, because mm-hmm. it's it's so sustainable. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. That's that's why the X Men's been so powerful for so long.
1: Well, and it, the X Men made so much sense within the Marvel universe, and you know, Stanley said himself that it that the invention of mutants just came out of laziness, where it was like, I can't keep writing. This guy got by bit by a radioactive spider, and this guy got hit by gamma rays. Like, uh, so what's the deal with this guy? He's a mutant, and then immediately like, oh, okay, I get that. Yeah, 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 he's a mutant, totally. Like, that's it. No True more backstory believers. needed. <laughs> 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 that's it. It's super easy. You're just, you're right there. You're right there with it. All oh, mutant. Totally. Yep. Oh, yeah, man. So, I, so I much good stuff out there.
0: We got Loki. We got Black Widow. Finally, Black Widow. Like, you know, freaking Scarlett Johansson, man. It's, it's so weird what they did been so patient for the past 10 years. Yeah. You know, like she's she lived in a had, real weird she space. She should have been had her movie. Her movie mm-hmm. should have came out after Iron Man 2. You yeah, know?
1: once we finally figured out who she was, you're absolutely when, right. Uh,
0: it, it's just weird how they did her. Like she was, it was she was already a proven star. You know, uh, it was just strange. She's
1: the girl. That's what happens. Yeah. They get relegated to these and, sort of. But she's gonna get her day.
0: I'm glad that th- I'm glad that they held fast too, because, um, you know, to go through that and then just release it on t on TV would have just, would have been another slap in the face. Like, no, she needs to have like her day in the theater. I don't know. You know?
1: I'm loving this TV shit, man. <laughs> 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 I might've been a slap to her face, but I'm like, God damn it. Now I got to, all right, I'll just, just I'll go. <laughs> damn it. I want to sit home in my nice clean environment and watch it on my television. I don't mind that. Uh, I don't mind that. But no, you're absolutely right. They, they couldn't do her like that. And uh, I'm I'm excited for it, so I think that's gonna be awesome too. All right, so what we got for next week? I don't know. You tell me, man. I, I'm I'm right now. I've been a little wrapped up in some other stuff, so I'm not really sure what the heck I'm gonna be watching.
0: Well, I think we need to give the Nevers a look. The Nevers, uh, Joss Whedon's. Um, oh,
1: Joss Whedon's. Uh, it's like, like Victorian it, X Men.
0: Victorian, yeah.
1: Yeah, where it's only affects the women, so there's a whole thing with that, which, given what we know about Joss Whedon recently, that might be its own story.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Ah, no, no, I don't mean to throw any gas on that fire, but, yeah, I'm, I'm
0: aware of it, and I just haven't caught it just yet. Yeah, there's that, and we're going to watch Invincible, and we'll be able to talk oh, about that as well. Oh, the series finale
1: for Invincible, of
0: course. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens during the week. Let's make sure you don't die from some random gun gun shooting. Uh, <laughs>
1: come on. None of that ugly reality <laughs> fantasy here. Um, I know it's so funny, man. It's like, you know, the old cliche reset the clock, but it's, it's every single day, but that's, that's the real world. We're talking about the fake fantasy happy world where you and I just watch fucking movies and talk on the phone from 3,000 miles away which I'm always glad that despite how busy you are and you are a busy busy man uh, that we're able to make that time to to talk together and uh, maybe somebody listens in and they enjoy it too so um, hey man so where can people find you you can find me on Facebook at Thomas Olton or you can find me on Instagram at Thomas.Olton I don't hang out on Twitter it's not a good place (laughs)
0: <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at, at DreamBoat82. And you can also check out my YouTube channel, Draw Really Awesome. Wow. It's a it's a tutorial uh channel where I, I do a little art and I do a little on uh, vocal performance. So it's fun times. You can also go to my website, arthurromeo.live and see all the things that we're doing. And uh there you
1: have it. Thank you so much for joining us this week on Tales to Admonish.
0: Tales to Admonish. You do
1: that so much better than me. (laughs) (laughs) See
0: you next time.
1: Bye.